It's Friday, July 7th, 2023, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. George Clute is here again for your daily news roundup. On today's show, we're talking Bitcoin, macro, the latest headlines, and more. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Bitcoin is up 0.8%, while Ether has ticked down slightly by 0.4%. Bitcoin retook $30,000 after it briefly dipped below that mark yesterday. As we discussed on yesterday's show, hawkish expectations from the Fed are already bolstered, so a miss on the headline non-farm payrolls numbers, which we got, and wage growth, which we did not get, could bring back a positive mood to risk assets, which, of course, include cryptocurrencies. More on the jobs data later, but market attention will now shift to the Treasury yield curve and the potential for its, quote, de-inversion, which we really should just call being normal, since investors normally demand more return for lending money for longer durations. Historically, when the yield curve goes back to normal, that is, when yields on longer duration bonds exceed that of shorter duration bonds after a period where the opposite was true, that has signaled the arrival of economic recessions. As such, a reinversion now would theoretically put some bearish pressure on risk assets. It should be an interesting July before the Fed goes on its much-needed August break. Today's crypto market coverage comes courtesy of Coindesk Markets analyst Ankar Gabole. Bitcoin is currently trading at $30,264, while Ether is trading at $1,864 per token, according to the Coindesk Market Index. And shifting to traditional markets. In the US, the Dow Industrial Average fell 0.5%, the S&P 500 is flat, and the Nasdaq Composite gained 0.2%. In Europe, the regional stock 600 is down half a percentage point, London's FTSE 100 lost 0.8%, and Germany's DAX decreased 0.4%. In Asia, we have even more red, with Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index down 0.9%, the Shanghai Composite falling 0.3%, and Japan's Nikkei 225, the biggest loser, seeding 1.2%. In commodities markets, Brent crude, that's the international benchmark for oil, traded down 0.2%, changing hands at around $76.30. Meanwhile, gold is up half a percentage point, trading hands at $1,926 per troy ounce. And yet again, First Republic Bank, our bellwether for the regional banking crisis, is up a huge 16%. Which is interesting in the face of the markets pricing in a rate hike for the next Fed meeting. More macro stuff coming in after the break. Stay tuned for after the break when we'll take a look at the jobs report and Binance. Back in a minute. And we are back. Well, well, well. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, or BLS, released its jobs report and June came in at 209,000, down from May's 330,000, which, of course, was revised down to 306,000 with this report. April's jobs number was also revised down from 294,000 to 217,000. So net, April and May combined is actually 110,000 jobs lower than previously reported. A few things here. This is the first time since April 2022 that the jobs report missed median economists' expectations, and that's before any potential revisions. While there's plenty of economic data still to come in July, today's release marks the last national employment report before the Federal Reserve's late July interest rate policy meeting. Prior to these latest numbers, 
markets were pricing in a near certainty of the central bank resuming rate hikes at that meeting. And maybe that's because the US ADP private employment report numbers, a different way to measure payrolls, came in yesterday and completely blew out consensus expectations by more than a factor of two. This sent Asian stocks hurtling towards five-week lows. So now we have two reports, one signaling good, lots of jobs, and the other signaling not so good, not so many jobs. So what's the Fed going to do? Well, whatever it wants. We now have two data sources that tell different stories, and so the Fed could theoretically craft whatever narrative they need to get interest rates wherever they want. The Fed has left the possibility of a July hike intentionally nebulous as it struggles with its credibility. Now, the Fed should probably look at the BLS given it's the quote, fact-finding agency for the federal government, but I digress. That said, we look towards CPI data, which should be coming out in a week, to get a better idea about how the Fed will react. Perhaps if CPI has come down and the job market is looking less frothy, maybe the end of rate hikes is near. This is a developing story and a critically important one, and it's something fun to think about going into the weekend. In crypto news, at least three senior officials have departed crypto exchange Binance this week as the company prepares to defend itself on multiple fronts. Binance's general counsel, chief strategy officer, and senior vice president for compliance are among those who have resigned. These departures follow senior director of investigations Matthew Price's recent decision to part ways with the exchange. According to Fortune, citing a source familiar with the situation, these employers left due to Binance founder and CEO CZ's response to an ongoing investigation by the U.S. Department of Justice. The investigation reportedly relates to Binance's attempts to fool U.S. regulators and alleged money laundering and violations of sanctions. Binance is already under investigation from multiple regulators around the world, and the exodus of executives from the company's legal and compliance units is likely to complicate its efforts to defend itself. But not for nothing, Binance CEO CZ tweeted the following Friday morning, and this is a direct quote from the tweet. Quote, More FUD about some departures. Yes, there is turnover, in parentheses, at every company. But the reasons dreamed up by the quote-unquote news are completely wrong. As markets and the global environment for crypto changes, as our organization evolves, and as personal situations change, there is turnover at every company. Of course, this is a CEO and founder coming in defense of his company. That said, this is a developing story, as everything with Binance is, and you can get the latest on Coindesk.com. Coindesk's Liz Napolitano and Sam Reynolds report. And before we wrap up for the weekend, let's shift to Q&A where we will take a moment to respond to a comment from a listener. As a reminder, please submit questions and comments to Spotify. Here's a comment from Nick Junes, a last name which I hope I am pronouncing correctly. Quote, even if these institutions buy into crypto, it's good for crypto. They can't print more and it's still permissionless, end quote. This is a great point from Nick. If the big bad institutions buy into crypto and their requisite ecosystems, yes, they can't print more and it is still permissionless. After all, permissionless systems are permissionless. It should all be money for your enemies, as they say. That said, some food for thought here. There absolutely could be some funny business with price performance of crypto assets if the institutions get involved like they did with the mortgage market or with, say, gold. With things like gold, institutions have a heck of a time getting involved and trading, quote, paper gold, 
gold that only exists as a trading instrument. And then they went out and repackaged mortgages in a way that was irresponsible. If institutions come in and start trading derivatives outside the permissionless system of crypto, there just might be some funny business with the price. Whether that's up or down really depends, but it's still funny business. So while institutions won't be able to come in and unilaterally change all the rules of these systems, they still might be able to have a financial impact on them. That said, I generally agree with Nick's comment here. These are permissionless systems, and if we're going to stick to the idea that these are permissionless systems, then they should remain permissionless. And that's our show for today. Thank you for listening. For those of you still with us, we'd love to hear what you think. You can email podcasts at coindesk.com with the subject line, Markets Daily. I'm George Kaloudis, and this episode was produced and edited by Eleanor Paul with executive production by Jared Schwartz. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. I'll see y'all tomorrow.